Right, welcome. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher with Yesterday Man You. And we have Derek Fletcher and Yanni Fletcher on today. We have a great lesson talking about Jesus in the Old Testament. So stand by and hang loose while we get prepared. All right. God bless you.
Hello. Good day to everyone. Can you guys see me? Can you see me? Yes. Am I too shiny? Yes. That's better? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's better. Huh? All right, we're going to just sit back like this. All right, we thank God for today and for the lesson. And uh, we're going to have Iyani Fletcher uh, pray this morning. Or did you pray the last time, or is it Derek's go? It was me who prayed the last time. Okay. All right, Yanni, you're up. Lord, we thank you for all of your blessings. And Lord, we want you to know how much we appreciate everything that you've done for us and everything that you will do for us in the future. And Lord, we magnify your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So today we're going to learn about Jesus in the Old Testament, the word, the living word, Emmanuel, God with us. And so today we want to help you understand that Jesus is the central character or person in the Bible, right? Jesus is key to Old Testament. Um, and we want to inspire you to look forward to Jesus. All right. Topics. Jesus knowing, Jesus salvation, word of God. The study, the scriptures diligently. You study the scriptures diligently. Because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. John 5 and 39. <clears throat> Excuse me. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Any questions on that? Let's read it one more time. John 5 and 39. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about you. Oh, okay. Everybody on mute and repeat after me. John 5 and 39. John 5 and 39. All right. You study the scriptures diligently. You study you the scriptures scripture because you think that in them you have eternal life. Because, because you think, you that, think in that, that in them you have eternal, you have eternal life. life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. 
These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Okay. All right, Yanni already prayed. So um, this is a, the uh, group participation activity. And so we won't necessarily work with that. Just pause here and you can read it. Get it started when we talk about the word, we are talking about essential character in a huge story. It's the greatest story ever told. Really, it is. It stretches from eternity to eternity, and Jesus is at the center of it all, right? You know that song, Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. All right, I'm reminded of that song. All right, so you know that Jesus is the star of the New Testament, but that you may not know what you may not know is that he is also a big part of the Old Testament too. You may not have ever thought about this before, but when you read the Old Testament, do you find Jesus in the Old Testament? What do you think? Derek, what do you think? Is Jesus in the Old Testament? I believe so. Okay. What about Yanni? What do you think? Yes. Okay. Isn't Jesus in both the old and new? Um, he's he's yeah, we can say that, yeah. Um, why don't we automatically see think of Jesus as someone present in the old testament? Well, but we do, and you guys know that because we've seen uh Daniel and the lion's den. Uh, I don't think we talk about this, but Jacob he wrestled with what they felt like was the angel and and here there was their references as uh the son of god and then also uh genesis talks about in the beginning um and then god said let us make man in our own image and so but anyway let's see what they're talking about the Old Testament does not specifically mention him by name, but there are occurrences and things as such, right? So the Old Testament may not specifically mention Jesus by name, but he is still the star of the show. In fact, he even said himself that the Old Testament is talking about him. 
So let's let's dig further. Let's dig in. Let's see. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Derek, please read John uh, 5 and 39 again. That's our memory verse. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. There are there are the very scriptures that identify about me. Okay. All right. So to whom is Jesus talking to? He's talking to the Jewish people. What scriptures are available to them at this time? Did they have the New Testament? Yes. Okay. Um, okay. At this time, the Gospels... At this time, when they are taught, when Jesus was talking, uh, the Gospels were happening, but they weren't written as a book. Okay, they, this was actually taking place. Uh, the Gospels were written uh, after the the experience. Okay, do I? Does that make sense? Right, so yeah. like, okay, all right, cool. All right, so according to Jesus, what does the Old Testament do, Derek? What do you think? Uh, um. We'll see what they say because they didn't give us a whole lot of clues. No. Right? They didn't give us a whole bunch of clues. So the Old Testament points to or points the way to Jesus. Here it says it testifies mm. about Jesus, the Old huh. Testament. Do you think we can find Jesus in the Old Testament, Yanni? Yes. Okay, so the books of Genesis through Ezra tell the history of the people of Israel, right? There are other books embedded within the timeline of the told Old Testament books. We also find books of poetry like Psalms and books of prophecy like Isaiah, okay? So uh, while Israel is uh, shaping into a nation, the uh, through and throughout its history, Jesus appears in three main ways. Okay. Okay. Savior, he appears as savior, king, and a physical being. All right, let's underline that. 
Oh, is there an underline? Oh, we highlighted it. I guess that's good enough. Okay, let's look at the Old Testament. Old Testament gives us hints that Jesus is the Savior of the world. So, um, all right, so this is how we'll do this. Um, Yanni, you'll read 1 through 6, and Derek, you'll read 7 through 13. How's that? Uh, Exodus 1 through 13. And this is talking about the Passover meal. All right, you ready, Yanni? Yes. Okay. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, this mouth is to be for you the first month, the first month of, of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family on one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defects, and you may take them from the sheep or, go or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month we all, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Okay. So what are they talking about here? They talking about uh, chicken? They talking about beef? Lamb. They talking about lamb or a goat. So, so this represents and uh, what they're doing uh, the Passover, the Passover feast, the Passover lamb, uh, the blood that was on the doorpost in Egypt. Okay. All right, Derek. Um, seven through 13. We can't hear you, Derek. If you got your mic muted. Okay. Uh, where am I reading from? It's, I can't see it. Uh-oh. Okay, something's blocking it. Let's do this. Is, can you see it now? Yes. Okay. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides of and tops of the door frames out I mean of the houses where they eat the lambs that that same night they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire 
along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not that's, eat that's them. unleavened bread. They call it unleavened bread. Go ahead. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roast it over a fire with the with the head, legs, and internal internal organs. <laughs> Sorry, my eye. Anyways. Do not leave any of it till morning. If some is left till morning, you must burn it. This is how you are to eat it with your cloak tucked into your belt, sandals on your feet, and your staff in hand. Eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. All right. You still terribly, read? Terribly sorry. My eye. What's wrong with your eye? It got irritated. Anyways. Uh, on that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will ju and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be the sign for the for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood. I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Okay. So he says here that the blood, you're going to take the blood and put it on the top, the left, and right of the doorpost. And the meat, you're going to fire roast it. Right? Don't boil it. Don't fry it. You're going to fire roast it. Not only that, you're going to eat bitter herbs and unleavened bread. Right? And so he says here, no destructive plague will touch you when I strike Israel. I mean, Egypt strike Egypt. So in this context, this was one of the final plagues that allowed uh, Pharaoh to have some insight, says, hey, I'm going to let these people go, right? Pharaoh declared that the firstborn would be killed of every male in the household of the Israel, or the firstborn of uh, Israel, right? And so he declared judgment, not only in that case, but he declared judgment throughout the whole land. So the, so God sent the death angel into the land of Egypt to take the firstborn of every household. But if you have the blood of the lamb, right, that's, that's a, a inference 
or an indirect reference to Jesus, the blood of the lamb, okay? Right? Uh, 13 says, the blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, i.e. hence the Passover. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt, okay? And so Yanni, at this time, where are Moses and the Israelites? Where are they? Where are they located? They're with God, or they're in, what, what they're in a place. What land are they in? Aren't they in the, um, what's it called? We just finished talking about the Egyptians, right? Right. So the people of Israel, they are enslaved uh, in Egypt. They live in the land of Goshen right now. Okay? Okay. All right. So they are in Egypt. Any questions on that? No. Okay. What does the Lord tell Moses to tell the people, Derek? What's his instruction set? And I just shared it with you. Okay, you got to unmute because you can't hear nothing they're saying. You still can't hear you there. Unmute your mic. Unmute your mic. Um. So what does the Lord tell Moses to tell the people? He he's going to um bring out uh, his word and age to Egypt. He will uh, punish uh, Egypt's uh, gods and um, etc. Okay. Okay. So, what does he tell the people to do so that they will be passed over from the death sentence that he shares concerning Egypt? What What does he tell them to do? Set uh, meat on a fire. Okay. Is there anything else they need to do? What about uh, the doorposts? Oh, yes, that too. Okay. Okay, he tells them to what? Sacrifice the lamb and paint their door frames with blood. Okay, Yanni, from what would this protect them from? It would protect them. Didn't it protect them from being 
killed by something. Okay, the death angel. Right? Right. So that means that they would be protected from the death angel. Right? From the death angel right. passing over their house. Okay, so John 1 and 29. So John testifies about Jesus. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, Look, the Lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the world? So how does John refer to Jesus, Jerry? Uh, Right here. It's right here. How does he refer to Jesus? Lamp. The Lamb of God. Okay. The Lamb of God. Yanni. What will Jesus do? Jesus will come will Jesus will. He takes away the sin of the world. Okay, so Jesus will, and he has taken away the sins of the world. Derek, what are some of the similarities between the Passover lamb and Jesus? Okay. Uh, they were both. They were both sacrificed. Huh? They were both sacrificed. Okay. And so, you guys, we haven't had communion for a while. Uh, we probably need to have it. So, we have the the wafer, which is the unleavened bread, right? That little round disc. That's uh, uh, unleavened bread. And then the grape juice or the wine represents Jesus' blood. blood. Huh? Did you say something, Yanni? I said what you said. Oh, you said, okay, repeat what you said. Repeat it. I said that the grape juice is represents Jesus' blood. Grape juice represents Jesus' blood. And doesn't okay. the bread and doesn't the bread represent his body? The bread represents his body. Okay. All right. So when we do communion, it's it's very similar to the Passover. 
okay? The observance is very similar. It's not the same because one is in the context of the Old Testament and the other one is the New Testament, but the, but the Old Testament is a foreshadow of things to come, right? It's, it's, it's a similitude, but it's not exactly the same, okay? I don't know, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but. So Jesus as king. Ooh, what happened here? So my other scriptures. I don't know what happened to this one. We gotta go back and get it. We got one of them, but we gotta get all of them. Good thing I caught that. Okay, let's put that other one. Wonder how I missed. I wonder why I didn't pull it. That was on me. It's all right. We can have it now. Okay. All right, who's up next? I think it's me. Okay. So you're going to read verses, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. You're going to read four, five, and six. And then, Derek, you're going to read seven, eight, and nine. And this is First uh, Samuel 8, 4 through 9. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ram Ramah. They said okay. to him, you are old and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint king to lead such leaders such as all the other nations have. But when they said, give us a king to lead, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord. Okay, Jared. Okay, Jared. Derek, Derek Fletcher, and the Lord said, and the Lord told him what? Can you hear me, Derek? Derek. Okay. 
I'm going to read this, and then you're going to read the next set of verses down here. Where are you at, Derek? We can't hear you. And the Lord told him, listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. As they have done from that day, I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so that so they are doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly. And let them know that the king who will reign over them will claim will claim as his rights. All right. Uh, hey, Yanni, read those two verses right there. He will take a tenth of your flock, and you yourselves will become his slaves. When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen. But the Lord will not answer you in that mm. same day. You were asked to read. I don't know. Can you hear me on that? Next. Why did Israel want a king? They wanted a king because they. They didn't want to be ruled by God anymore. They wanted something more. They wanted to be. They wanted to be like the other lands that had the king. And God was meant to be their king. They wanted a different king. But God was meant to be their king. But they didn't know that yet. But the verse was 1 Samuel 8, chapter 8, verses 17 through 18. Can you hear me? Yes. For real? You can hear me? No, who can? Can you hear me now? No, I can't hear you. Oh, I already you can answered, hear me? I already read the scripture and answered those two questions. Okay. Um, Derek? Yes. When you are asked to read, you read. You understand me? 
Yes. Is there is there a concern or issue coming up here? No. Everything okay. seems fine now. Okay, what was going on earlier? It cut out. See, there it goes again. What cut out? There's something, there's a little sound in the background. It's like a little tap or something. Okay, we don't hear it. I do. Okay, but how's that going to stop you from reading when you're asked to read? Well, I couldn't necessarily hear you over it. Oh, you couldn't hear me? No. Okay. So you didn't hear me say that after Yanni reads, that you were going to read the uh, 7, 8, and 9 of this? You didn't hear me? No, I didn't I hear that. I you to read that? See, there it is again. It's probably because you're moving around. No, I'm not moving at all. It's coming from Yanni's mic. Uh, she's muted, son. But anyway, let's move forward. When you're when you're asked to read something, please read it. Okay. Okay. According to verse 17 and 18, did, did you answer this one, Yanni? No, I answered the first two. Okay, because the first two were on the screen. Okay, according to the verses 17 and 18, how could this new king treat them? Um, Derek? Mm. Well, uh, well, it seems like the new king will treat them with um, a lot of disrespect. Okay. So it says harshly. And seems like he won't be a very good king. <laughs> well, it depends on the heart of the king, right? Yes. And everything it depends on the leadership, right? Yes. Okay, so how did God respond uh to them asking for a king? What do you think? You think God was happy? No. No. Right? Because, because a king a king was the reason that they were enslaved. The king was the reason that they were enslaved. Okay. So so God had assigned over the people of Israel. He had assigned them judges. So judges made decisions based on advisement from God and about the the laws and what needed to take place but the people cried and says hey we want to be like everybody else we want to be like the joneses right and so god granted them that request but it, it was a downplay for them right 
Correct. Right? And so... Okay, Zachariah 9 and 9. Okay, can you read that, Derek? Rejoice uh, greatly. Go ahead. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and victorious. Lowly and riding on his donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. Okay. All right. Um, okay, read this one too. Matthew 21, 1 through 5. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Beth. Beth page on the on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, "Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will, you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me." If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to, to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt to the foul of a donkey. Okay, so this was uh, actually foretold. Um, oh, okay, so we see here uh, in uh, did I say, I say Zechariah? This is uh, Zedek Zedekiah. Oh no, it is. Let's make sure. What did I say the first time? Zachariah. Okay, I said it right. Excuse me. Zachariah. Sorry. Forgive me, God. So here, this is uh, foretold. The king of Zion is coming. So this is prophetic. This is an Old Testament. Here, this is New Testament. Okay, this literally happened. Jesus, uh, the disciples went and they got a coat. And Jesus rode in to the city. Okay. Any questions about these two? No. Okay. Um. Okay, Derek, take the first two questions. And Yanni, take the next two questions. How do we know Zechariah is talking to Jesus? Hmm. I wonder. 
I wonder, I wonder. For uh, um, yes, it is talking about the king, but that's not what I'm trying to refer to. Yeah, riding a donkey. Okay. All right. So read the next one. What does Zachariah say will happen? So he's, he discusses how um, how there's a, a donkey or, and a fowl ahead in a city and he, the people must untie them and bring them to the king. Okay. Okay. It says he rides also, he rides victorious, right? Righteous yes. and victorious. Okay. So he'll come to them, right? <laughs> on the donkey. Okay, Yanni. Uh, three and four. Let's go back to 21 or Matthew 21. It says that Jesus sent two disciples, telling them to go to the village ahead of you, and once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her, you tee them and bring them to me. And the Lord said that he needs them and he will send them right away. Or he says that if anyone asks, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. Okay. 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 What about kingship of Jesus? What does it say about his kingship? And so literally, he rode into Jerusalem on the donkey, and they were like, Hosanna, blessed is, you know, Hosanna in the highest. And so what does Jesus say about the kingship? Jesus says, He says, well, he said, he says, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, the donkey, and on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. Okay, so he quoted, Jesus literally quoted the scripture uh, in Zechariah, okay? 
I believe that's what the answer is going to be, right? Okay, go to the village ahead at once. We will find and tell the tie to a tree. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says to you, say that the Lord needs it, and he will send them right away. Okay. That's kind of quite, yeah, that's interesting, the fallout from that. So Jesus appears, and he rides in to the city and fulfilling prophecy about the, the, the white coat donkey riding in, okay? And so here, uh, here they're going to share, like, physical appearance of Jesus in the Old Testament. And so here we have Jacob. Um, and so let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So, okay, um, who read last? Me. You read last? Okay. It was me. It was Derek. It was Derek, okay. So, Yanni, you're going to read 24, 25, 26, and 27. And then Derek will read uh, the last four, 28, 29, 30. Oh, wait a minute. Did I count it wrong? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, so you're going to read four and four. I'll read the first one. And then Derek, whoever's next is going to read 25, 26, 27, 28. 29 and then 30, 31, 32. Wow, that's weird. No, I won't. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five. I had it right. So what's the deal here? Okay. So Yanni, you're gonna read the first five, and then Derek, you're gonna read the next four. Okay. One, two, three, four. Five and then Derek, you're gonna read 29, 30, 31, 32. Okay. All right, let's go. Genesis 32. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. So when the man saw that he could not overpower him. He touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was strengthened as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name is no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Okay. 
there. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Pen Peniel, Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face. And yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him, and he asked Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched there near the tendon. Okay, so he wrestled, right? He wrestled when the man saw that he could not overpower him. He touched the socket of Jacob's hip, right? So here they give a connotation or reference to the man. Okay. All right. Okay, question one, Derek. What happened to Jacob in this passage? Well, he is blessed. Okay. Who and is this man? According wait a minute. To the wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait till you go there. So he's blessed, but he also, uh, the man touched it or uh, touched the socket of his leg, the tendon. And so now he has a limp, right? So he wrestles yeah. all night with a man. Okay, go ahead. Who is this man according to the scriptures? And how can we know that? It sounds like he's Jesus. Okay. Mostly because of God yeah. himself. Yeah. So Yeah, I saw God face to face. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so Joshua five thirteen through fifteen. Okay. Uh Yanni, you can read all that. Now we, now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword on his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord 
have for his servant. Is the commander of the Lord, Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals from the place where you're standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Okay. So he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him. Okay, Yannick, those questions are yours. Joshua meets a commander of the Lord's army. Okay. He's being asked to take off his sandals. Okay. All right. Do you remember another time when this happened? No. Or maybe. I just don't remember. Okay. So when... Moses saw the burning bush, right? He went ah, up, right? He went yeah. up to see the burning bush, and and God told him to take off his sandals because the place where he's standing is holy ground, right? Correct. You remember that? Okay, so now Daniel. Three. Um, three. Nineteen through twenty-five. All right. Who's next to read? I'll. I'll do. Okay. That's Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar. Okay. And that's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay. All right, go. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and committed some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men so these men wearing their robes tor torso trousers, turban, and other excuse me, other clothes were bond bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men firmly tied fell into the blazing furnace then killing then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? 
he said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like the son of a son of the gods. Okay. All right. How many people did Nebuchadnezzar throw into the furnace, Yanni? Three. Three? Derek, how many people did Nebuchadnezzar see when he looked into the furnace? Four. How does he describe the fourth person? He looks like the son of God's. Okay. Some people do not believe that Jesus appeared physically in the Old Testament. Some claim they are only angels. We don't have time to cover angelic appearances, but there are differences in how the Old Testament mentions angels in the passages we just read. Okay. 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 Do you realize that Jesus was also present in the Old Testament? Yes. Yes. So how does knowing this now change your view about the Old Testament? Does it? No. Yes. No? Yes? It changes my view. Mm-hmm. More important than now, we view the Bible is how we view ourselves in the light of the Bible. So how do the truths of the Bible, the word, which is Jesus, change you? The truth about Jesus should challenge all of us, right? Yes. To Should it challenge us? to do bad or do good good okay all right yanni read the uh, romans 10 8 uh through 10. well what does it say the word is near you it is in your mouth and in your heart that is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you yeah, declare, honey, you might want to stay a bit back from your mic. There's some with our With your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Okay. So this is the salvation scripture, right? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is... The message concerning faith that we proclaim 
if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess your faith and salvation. Okay, so what does this passage say about Jesus being a savior, Derek? Unmute your mic. Derek. Uh, well, This is, well, I can say that, um, uh, he, um, uh, he professes, um, faith, but he's also somebody who, um, so, so, okay, professes faith. So when we say uh, that you believe Jesus is Lord, what does that mean? That salvation comes through yeah. uh does the salvation come through uh Santa Claus? No. Does salvation come through the Easter bunny? No. Does salvation come through uh trick or treat? No. Okay, so ultimately, salvation comes through what, Yanni? Can you hear Yanni? We can't hear you, Yanni. How does salvation oh. come? Salvation comes from God. Through through who? Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay, I guess that's good. What do you guys think? Hmm? Pretty good, pretty good. Okay. Excuse me. So what must we do with our hearts and our mouths to be saved? With the heart, what what happens? Uh hmm. Okay, what about your heart? And then what about your mouth? Believe in your heart. 
that God yeah. raised Jesus from the dead. Right? You will be saved. And then with your mouth, Right? And then this says here, your heart yeah. justified, right? Yes. So it's two things. Believe in your heart and confession with your mouth, right? Let me see here. Let's Correct. See. Right? The word is nigh thee. The word is nigh thee. The word, Jesus is near you. We can be saved. Jesus is Lord and salvation can be ours. Okay. And here, believe with our hearts and confess with our mouths. Right? Right. So wh what do you think about that, guys? What do you think? Well, go ahead, Yanni. He's saying that you should believe in him with your heart and confess how you feel about him with your mouth. Okay. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. Okay, okay. Are are you guys buying that? Yes. Or you need some help? Okay, okay, that's good. I'm glad. I'm not buying it. I'm just on. I'm understanding. You're you're understanding it. Yes. I'm okay. not buying it. Okay. Let's uh, let's take a look at this right here. Okay, so Acts uh, two and twenty six. So who who who's up next? I believe Yanni. I just read. I know. Okay, Jared, go ahead and read that. Okay. Therefore, let all the Israel. Be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. So he says, therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God is made this Jesus, whom you crucified both Lord and Savior. What? Say it again. God made him both Lord and Savior. Right? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Yanni, read First Timothy 6, 13 through 15. In the sight of God, who gives life to everything 
Who gives? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who gives life to everything in the sight of God? Who gives life to everything? Okay, go ahead. Who, while testifying before Pontius Pilate, made the okay? Hold good on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Pontius Pilate. All right. Made the good confession. I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Okay, okay. I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom which God will bring about in our time, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Okay, Derek, what does Paul what does Paul encourage Timothy to do until Jesus returns? Uh, keep this command without spot or blame. Okay. And right, Yanni. When will Christ appear again? He'll appear again when we when um when he'll come back on his own time okay he's going to come back or when, when, we need him. when god tells him to okay, okay. That, that's the uh, that's the appointed time when god says hey you can go right Okay, I right. want to make sure we got that. Jesus doesn't know when he's going to return. There's only one person that knows, and that's God. Okay? Okay. You guys good with that? Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Let's do this right here. So how is this lesson for you guys today? What, what do you think? Pretty interesting, especially learning about these different stories and topics. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it closed my lesson. Let's, let's see. I think that's everything we don't, we don't need to do. So the word is Jesus, right? right? All right. So, all right, let's close out in prayer. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this awesome lesson on today. We glorify you.
We thank you because you have, Father God, shared with us your word concerning Jesus and who he is. So we ask you, Father, to touch the minds and hearts of your people, that they render due benevolence to you reverentially, and that we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Pastor Derek Fletcher with the Yanni Fletcher and Derek Fletcher. God bless you on today. We love you. In Jesus' name. You guys can see my screen with the uh, with the uh, Pandora. Can you see that? Yes. Yeah.